Welcome everyone to the Genius Lab podcast, where we help you realize your greatness. I am so excited today. I'm going to just get the proper view down here. Um, uh, we have Linda Allen with us today. She's a, a woman that I met in the uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, and um, she, she's a community builder. She's a poet. Um, she's a, a person that brings goodness to the world. And, and so when, when I thought about this interview process, I'm like, I've got to have Linda. So like, when I was in the DC area last time, we, we crisscrossed each other because she was traveling, but Linda, thank you so much for being here. We're so honored to have you here on the podcast. Oh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. This is exciting. I'm coming to you from Nashville. Um, those of you who have watched the other, uh, podcasts, you're probably looking at my background going, where's his guitars? Yeah. I have. I have a couple of them here, but um, I'm in Nashville doing some work, uh, and and so I'm I'm excited that uh, I love technology because we can do it anywhere, yeah. and uh, so so Linda, our theme, as you know, is we help people realize their greatness, and I'd be curious. It it, it can have a million different definitions, but what is it for you to realize your greatness? Well, I've been thinking about that ever since you asked me to do this, because that term, uh, at first, I'm very resistant to the idea of greatness, right? So I was like, okay, so what's that about? <laughs> um, but really, for me, I think what it comes down to is um, living your true self. So living completely as yourself, as fully as you can in that moment, obviously, it changes as you go along. But really connecting with who you are, what you bring to the world, and living from there. Um, and for me, that was a long process of, you know, getting to that point of really knowing who that is better. Sure. I think that it's really that simple for me to live from the truth of who I am. Can't beat that. And 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 so, you know, if one of the things that I have in, in interviewing so many people over the years and, and working with so many different people um you always hear you always hear people coming through that you look at as being really successful and gosh you know they've got everything now you and I've known each other for a long time so I've known some some real hardships that you've gone through Absolutely. but you know co coming into your true self sometimes requires adversity and hard work and push okay. through and and how the hell am I going to pay my mortgage this month and how am I you know nobody likes me anymore no one wants my work what you know I think it was a uh, uh, Stephen Prescott who wrote you know no one wants to read your shit uh and and it's a great book about you know just what you say be your true honest self and and you'll find your tribe but what can you give us share some stories stories of adversity that have and, and how that the hard work that you did or the work or the following your intuition or however you did it how you did it and where you ended up Well I think that that the following your intuition part was the key for me to finding my way to who I really am Um so I think it really began with the idea of having to let go of who I thought I was now that's an interesting one. Yes. yes. So that was, and, and part of that was letting go of who I thought other people thought I was. <laughs> so, okay. Got it. That was kind of complicated. So there was a time where everything really sort of transformed for me. 
I went through this process that I worked with a friend on that she called it um, a spiritual discernment process. So it was, it was 12 steps. Everything's 12 steps, right? So, sure, sure. But it was, you sit to, she sits with you and guides you through it, but you start with a question and you fill in the blank. And so the question is, what is mine to do to, and then there's a blank and through meditation and deep listening, you come up with your answer, your, your question. And so my question was, what is mine to do to be happy? And the first thought I had was, crap, am I not happy? (laughs) (laughs) So First, I had to look at, oh, okay, so maybe I'm not happy. Maybe there's unhappiness. So what does that mean? Uh And the answer to that question in that process became just the word right. And I, I was not a writer in any shape or form. So I had no idea what that meant. I was like, well, that's great, but I don't know what that is because I don't write. So how is that going to make me happy? Uh huh. And so the key to the whole process turned out to be willingness. So I had in that in that just sitting with her for a couple hours, I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm willing to find out. So yes. And so I just said a yes to myself and to, you know, the universe. And the very next morning, I started to write poetry. And I have never written poetry my entire life. And I had no idea what it was. (laughs) All these words came pouring out. It was like this damn burst. And everything just came out. And it was so emotional. And it was so powerful for me as a process. And I had no idea what to do with it. Or, you know, I was terrified to show it to anybody. Um, So I showed it to my one, my heartmate, Christine. She's my best friend. And I was like, look at this. I don't know what this is, but look at this. <laughs> and she was so supportive and it just went from there. So there was this little path laid out for me to follow to my true self. Um, but I had to be willing. And so I think that was the biggest part for me was that willingness and that willingness to say, well, maybe it's not what I am right now. Um, Cause maybe the, that unhappiness is telling me that I'm not following that path. And so that it opened up this world of joy for me that I had never known about, never expected to find because I wasn't a writer. And all of a sudden I was, and I've been writing poetry ever since. And it is such a joy for me. I love it. And the poetry is wonderful. Um, I'm really interested in songwriting. And Linda and I were just talking before the podcast, like, hey, send me some of your favorite poems and let's put some music to it. Because the the thing, uh, several of the songs on my new album, which I still haven't published yet, which I will get to eventually. Um, <laughs> I've got it all mixed and mastered. CJ got it all squared away for me. And I was looking for an album cover and I haven't found one yet that, that, that I really like. So, but for the next one, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some of my friends who I really value and who I, 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 they, they walk their talk, you know, because the thing about music is it's got to be authentic. The blues was authentic back in the day because these guys had gone through hell. You know, many of them were black artists in a segregated area and they had gone through all this pain and suffering. And when they sang, man, you felt the pain and suffering. And when, when you read Linda's poetry, you feel the energy behind it. And I've been on several community uh, events that she has organized and facilitated. And there's an authenticity that's there that that makes really good songs because it's true. And uh, so I'm 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 excited that you said yes. Yes. And I'm excited that you continue to say yes. And I think now you're going to go from from being as well as being a a poet um, to being a songwriter. Yes. Well, and you know, I actually, I have lyrics for a song that 
came out as a song, um, but not a not as a poem. It really felt like a song instead of a poem, though they're so similar. But anyway, um, I have no idea what to do with them. So I'm going back to those two. This whole thing has prompted me to go back and look at that as well. I um, love it. Yeah. So it's an interesting process. And, you know, I've written other things in since then, since I all of a sudden became a writer. You know? <laughs> and um, it's just been such an interesting process to follow it where it leads and to just uh -huh. be okay with, you know, the <laughs> unknown or the unexpected or how it transforms or, yeah, yeah there's so, so much what would you, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? What do you, what are you most proud of? I think honestly, that courage to become something new. Um, you know, I grew up in South Jersey, you know, I had a mouth, a mouth like a sailor, you know, I <laughs> just never, <laughs> never would have pictured I never pictured myself as a poet right and especially anything that had to do with any sort of spiritual content uh -huh. uh, so it took a lot of courage for me to allow myself to become that that was inside of me but also to then like I was saying earlier how do I present poems for, of a spiritual nature to the people I grew up with who knew me as something completely different oh yeah so, you know so it was really hard to put myself out there not having come from an academic background as a poet. So uh -huh. not having not having the credibility from that perspective. Yeah, I got a writing degree from Columbia. Now now you can watch my now you can read my stuff, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> so I, I didn't have any of that to support me. And still being able to share the poetry because the, the important part for me is that it comes from my heart and it touches other hearts. And that's really the point. I you know I want to, I want to sell books. I want the books to get out there, but I want them to get out there because I want them to talk to other people's hearts. Um, for me, all of my work really is one heart at a time is how I look at it. Wow. And so, yeah, just that courage to allow myself to transform from this Jersey girl into something else, but to also allow that Jersey girl to still be there. Yeah, um, yeah. A friend just told me the other day, I was like, I don't know how to do the, those two things in my writing. And she's like, you already do. What What do you mean? So yeah, just, <laughs> Just allowing that to myself to transform and trust yeah. that process because it's scary to become well, something new. I didn't know you were from Jersey. That's funny. I have a I have a client in Brick, New Jersey, and I have been up there several times. I don't know where that is. <laughs> I don't either, but uh, it's well, it's it's right on it. It's right on a big giant bay, and uh, you know we I do drum circles at the yacht club, and it's a it's a really different kind of scene than what you and I do in Fredericksburg. I cannot picture that, but okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing, but um, if if you know we have all kinds of different people watch the these podcasts, and and actually these are the first se series. I think I've done four of them, four of them so far. Um, but um, I, I, pr I put the audio on my uh, Genius Lab podcast on Podbean, and then it's also on Pandora and Apple and uh, iHeart, and I can't remember. It's on a whole bunch of, of formats, but um, the audio and the video is going on to my YouTube channel, okay. which I still need to find out how to identify that so I can tell everybody how to get there. But um <laughs> Yeah, I am not technology wise, but um, if you, I, found it. I watched one of them, I found it through LinkedIn. Oh, cool. Well, then I'll, I'll look at that and see. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing we need. In, in addition to poets, we need technology people who can, you know, help us get it out there in a, in a, exactly. in a reasonable way. Right. And, and yep. get found. So we've got a whole bunch of different kinds of people watching. Okay. What, if you had one bit of advice or two bits of advice 
to, to, you know, let's say they're struggling. Like you, you said, you know, gosh, I, I think of greatness and like, I, I, I don't think of myself that way. And, and I think one thing that is, uh, where this comes from is, uh, you, you, you know, my teacher Maladoma, uh, he passed away last year. Um, but, or the year before last, I guess it was, it was a year ago in, in December, but you, he's been to, to I, I, have you been to some of the events that we did in the DC area? No, I didn't. Oh, make- okay. Well, the Dagra, you've been around my teachings enough to know that. Well, the Dagra, book, so I know some okay. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So the Dagra say that everyone is born a genius and it's the job of the village to acknowledge and support the genius that resides in each and every person. So when I talk about realizing your greatness, it's the same as realizing your genius. And it's not a big braggadocious thing like, wow, man, I'm better than anybody else. That's not it. The way that the tribe looks at it. So it's not about being better than anybody. It's about living up, just like you said, being the person that you truly are and letting that shine, not comparing it to anyone else, but simply if I can shine and be the best I can be, and you can shine and be the best you can be, then the whole village prospers, right? Yes, absolutely. So what's, what's your advice going through all the things that you've gone through to someone listening who's struggling with even thinking of themselves as having being a genius or a, having greatness or, or, or anything? What, yeah. What's your advice? Um, I think that my the most important thing for me and that I would encourage other people to practice is to develop a practice of listening, of that deep listening, no matter what it is, whether it's meditation or if it's being in nature, which for me was a huge part of my practice, it still is. Um, whatever it is, developing a practice of listening to that inner voice, um, to that guidance. And for and for example, in nature, that that voice for me comes out in the form of birds, you know, so it doesn't have to be something you hear you know, inside of yourself, but you can feel it resonate there, whether it's true or not. So Uh it's that practice of listening that really transformed my life. And it it was little tiny things, you know, listening as I'm walking on the trail and then bigger things about listening to, for the answer to that question to, you know, what is mine to do to be happy? If I hadn't been doing that deep listening, I wouldn't have heard the word right. And then my life wouldn't have transformed like that. So it it can be one tiny word. Wow. Uh, but really just listening, that deep listening is so important. And it's an ongoing practice for me. I mean, I wish I was doing it every moment of every day, which I try to do, but, you know, I don't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the other part. That's the other part of the advice I would give is go easy on yourself because, you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes. And sure, there's days where I am much better at listening than others you know, so Uh go easy on yourself. Now, if I remember right, we did some kind of a public uh, uh, workshop or something around some kind of bird, a swan or. (laughs) That was part of a day of grace. Yes. I had painted this huge on a piece of canvas um, painting of a swan because she was the theme. She was the mascot for a day of grace. Okay. Now, is that a significant totem animal or something for you or. For me, she has been such a guide about how to be in the world with grace. Yes. Birds in particular really show up in my life as teachers. And I've learned so much. You know, one time an eagle, <laughs> and the, the eagles teach me a lot of things. But one of the things they taught me was, you know, stop flapping and glide. Sometimes, you know, you're just wow. flapping too much. Just glide. And I was like, okay, that's really, really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's what I'm talking about. Listening, you know, the 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 messages can come from a lot of different places. So, wow. Listening. Thank you so much. Anything else that you have to add or that you'd like to say, or do you have any new books coming out or what's, how can people get a hold of you and get a hold of your, get out, get a hold of your poetry books and so on and so forth. Uh, this is your time. You get to pitch yourself. <laughs> okay. And my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard for somebody that's really humble. <laughs> to Like the spotlights on you, you know, <laughs> brag about yourself. Um, well, since I started writing poetry, I now have four collections of poetry that are available. The newest one is Grace Reflected. There's Grace, that theme again. Um, Grace for me, by the way, is just love and action. That's what I see Grace as. Um, so they're they're all available on the regular places like Amazon and things like that. Um, I also have a website, which is just my name.net. So it's lindaallen.net. And it's L-Y-N-D-A. Sure is. A-L-L-E-N or A-N? Ian. Yep. Beautiful. Um, there's one question that you had sent me that I do want to address real quick. If we have Yes, because I forgot my list of questions, so I okay. missed it. But Thank you for bringing it up. It was about regrets. And that yes. one that I really sat with for a while. Do I have any regrets? And I know it sounds weird to people when I say this, but I don't have any regrets. Um, but that doesn't mean there aren't a lot of things that I wish I had done differently or said differently or things I wish hadn't happened, you know, so lots of bad things happen or I make really, really bad choices sometimes that I wish I hadn't made. But for me, the key to not having that as a regret is growing from it, learning from it. So I don't really have any regrets because I've learned from all, hopefully, all yeah. these that I've made. I at least try to, let's correct that, I at least try to learn from the mistakes that I make or from the poor choices that I make. And I think that for me personally is the key to not having regrets is growing from the crap I make sometimes. Well, and what a beautiful clarity that you bring to the word regret. You know, no, I don't regret, but I would do it differently. Um, that takes that, that takes that harshness, uh, and kind of that, that accusational kind of thing away from it. And it's like, wow, yeah, I did make some bad decisions. Would I do it differently? Yeah. So of course you learn from it. Yeah. And, uh, and well, I really appreciate I you bringing that up as, oh, I don't have regrets because, you know, um, I don't have regrets. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that. Oh, how, what's the right term? the um oh what is it negative positive it's like negative positivity yeah it's yeah toxic positivity that kind of thing oh i don't have any regrets no that's not what i'm saying i do have things that i wish were different but it's the growth that comes from them that's really important to me so yeah. it's like that i didn't do anything in my life that i regret doing but if i take that opportunity to allow it to transform me in some way then it doesn't have to stay a regret yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up. I knew there was one, I have four questions and I knew I had sent five and I'm like, damn, what's the one that I didn't do? And so well, thank you so much. I've been thinking about, I was like, Hmm, do I have regrets? Well, that's, a, that's important too, because I, I know in, in the work that, that I do, um, a lot of what people come to me for is is clearing and and energy balances. You've had the, the sound yeah. healing sessions and such. And, and a lot of people come in with regrets that don't necessarily need to be regrets. They just like, let's just don't do that anymore. 
Yes. You know, don't <laughs> stab yourself in the hand with a knife. Okay. It hurts. Stop. Yeah, it's all <laughs> and, part of who I am now. Right. But it's only part of who I am now that I'm happy with who I am now because I let it change me. Yeah. So th that's so awesome. It, it's, it's not, it's not a regret, but I would do things different. That is, uh, I think the, uh, the key to the key to that whole subject. So I thank you so much for bringing that up. And uh, we're just about out of time. And I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, if you could send me your contact information that I can publish so oh. that people can, I'll, I'll make a link to your website so people can come and buy your poetry books. And I will look forward to getting some poems and lyrics and everything else. And we'll start shoot me kind of the style of music that like, I hear this kind of a country twang thing, or I hear this one is kind of a pop song. And I hear this one is maybe a folk James Taylor-ish kind of thing. Okay. Let, let me know. And we'll put some music together and we'll have you back on and feel Feature your music. Oh my gosh, that would be wonderful. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh -huh. yes. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we will we will connect soon. It's good to see you too. Take okay. care. Thank you, Bye. Linda. Thank you. Contact me, Toby at tobychristensen.com.